Welcome back to another episode of Let Love Be Your Guide. My name is your host, Dominique Chantel, and I will be guiding you through this amazing experience today. And so today we will be talking about how to let go of the past and look toward the future. Listen, I am so excited because if you are like me, it took me a long while and I'm still in the process of embracing um, the future and just going toward the direction of where God is calling me to. But there are some things that I want to share with you so that you can get to a place where you can be almost comfortable and healed and 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 just knowing that there is brighter and greater on the other side. So I want you to come on and join me because I got some pointers for you. You know, I do want to let you know I'm not a therapist at all. So if you still struggle <clears throat> with some of these, I would definitely say go seek a therapist so that they can help you work out some things and help you with any and any and everything or any of the points that I present here today. But no, I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't claim to be. I'm just offering um, pointers and help, um, self-help during this time um, so that you can develop yourself into the best person, your most authentic self. Okay, so that's what I'm here for. If you haven't already, go ahead and check me out on all social media platforms on Instagram at Dominic Chantel, on TikTok at underscore Dominic Chantel, on YouTube, Dominic Chantel TV, and on Facebook at Dominic Chantel as well. I look forward to hearing your comments, to hearing what do you want to hear or listen to on the show. So I want to welcome all my listeners in from 87FM, one-on-one, the Vibe FM. So thank you so much for listening and coming back every week. This show is dedicated to empowering you to love God, yourself, and others. So any content on here is going to help you be a, a better you, become the best version and the most authentic version of yourself that God is calling you to. So let's go ahead and get into the show. I want to give you a little backstory because I'm coming from Genesis 19. And in this story, it talks about Lot and his family and Sodom and Gomorrah. So if you don't know about Sodom and Gomorrah, it was a real bad city. Okay. Um, During this time, they were experiencing um, with um, sexual immorality, um, um, drugs, homosexuality. It was just a lot going on. Okay. In Sodom and Gomorrah. And God was like, okay, these people have just lost their minds. The only way for me to correct this is to destroy the city. And so that's what God was doing. And Lot was hospitable and he was favored by the Lord and his protection was basically through Abraham. And so Abraham um, was blessed by God, favored by God. And God's like, okay, I'm going to make your name great among nations. And basically the bloodline came through Abraham and Jesus, ultimately, if you go back and read it. And so Abraham was blessed. And the reason why God saved a lot in his family was trying to was because of the blessing he gave through Abraham. And so fast forward up to Genesis 19. I'm going to just go ahead and read and get into it. But it says, 
your servant, so I'm in Genesis 19, your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. This is Lot speaking to speaking to God. He said to him, very well, I will grant this request to. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. This is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But, and this is the part that I want to speak about, Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And so today I want to talk about why she looked back and again, the title of our show today is how to let go of the past and look forward to the future. So wife lots looked back, she looked back. Okay. And there are some reasons, there are several reasons why she looked back. And so the first reason was because her heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. So these things have been happening again. They were doing some crazy things. Things were happening. Um, everything from under the sun. So anything you can think of uh, was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. And again, there was uh, God just coming in saying like, I need to make this right. The only way to make it right is to destroy the town and the city. So God sends angels into the city and actually sends them to Lot's house. And this is how bad things were. Okay. So <laughs> the angels <clears throat> looked so good going to Lot's house. They came into his house and the people inside of Megamora were like, oh, like the angels look so good. I want to be with them. Like they wanted to be with the angels. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, go back and read it. And so um, it was that serious. And so uh, God, the angels were coming to tell Lot, like, hey, I'm about to destroy this city. You need to get you, yourself, your family out. Even so much so that Lot told his daughter's fiancés and they did not believe him. And so ultimately they were destroyed. However, they had to physically, listen, y'all, the angels had to physically drag Lot out. Okay, because even he didn't want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah because he had uh, grown so used to what was going on. So, oh my gosh, isn't this like us sometimes when God is trying to speak to us and deliver us from things? He has to physically come get us and say, hey, you, it's time to go. And he has to drag us out against our will. <laughs> and so, listen, this is like real life stuff. Y'all read the Bible, I'm telling you. Um, if you don't, it's like some drama, you know? 
And so when I read that, I was like, dang, God, you dragged Lot out? You angels dragged him out? I'm like, okay, okay, because sometimes he be dragging me, you know, like out of situations. I'd be like, no, I don't want to go. I wasn't ready. No, but seriously, I know we've all been there where you hear something, you know that you are not supposed to be in a place, in a space um, where God told you something. And God has to come back and get you, you know, circle back. So the first thing, though, that kept Lot's wife from leaving and even him was that his heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. And so the first thing that you have to do in order to let go of the past, you have to heal your heart. You have to heal the matters of your heart. And so with that being said, um, Psalm 23 and 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we have things that we are holding on to in our hearts. Places that are not good for us, like that are heavy in trauma, that we have not forgiven people, that we go back to our childhood or even adolescent or even young adulthood and we struggle with things. And they, we let it influence us. And we have to heal those places of trauma so that we can move on. You know, much like Lot's wife, we look back because it's easier to look back to that those same feelings of rejection, abandonment. And we remember those feelings. And when you remember those feelings, I'll be honest, it sends messages to the body. Um, emotions that make us feel sad, unloved, rejected, unhappy, depressed. So when God is trying to get you out of something and he speaks to you, you need to move with a sense of urgency and a sense of, I don't belong here. Furthermore, we need to, after we heal the matters of our hearts, we need to forget the thing because it means to put it out of our mind. Some of us need to forget some things that have happened to us. You need to put it out of your mind. You know, forget what they said, forget what they did, let it go because it's keeping you from stepping into your next. The Bible says, I press toward the mark of the higher calling in Jesus Christ, like to win the prize. God is calling you forward. He is wanting you to move past the traumas, the challenges of your past and focus on what he has for you. So we have to forget the past. And that starts with, again, healing what's in your heart. You have to do that. Okay. Um, Secondly, my second point, let it go. Forget and forgive. Or if you want to do, let it go. Forgive. Because forgiveness has to come first, right? You have to forgive, not for necessarily for the other person, but for you so that you can let that go and forget. Forgiving means erasing it seriously like it never happened. And I want to speak to this because I know culture says, like, I forgive, but never forget. But let me tell you a little bit about 
never forgetting, trying to forgive and never forget. It's impossible. Okay. If you never forget those old emotions, the old trauma stirs back up. You remember it. And so you have to forget it. Okay. That's why I say forgive and then forget. But I'll never forget um, my ex-husband when I was in, you know, my marriage. And he asked for forgiveness for something. And I said that I had forgiven him, but I truly did not. And from that period, it's about from five years uh, from the point that he had asked for forgiveness. And then the last five years of my marriage. So that was five years of me holding on to something that I said that I had forgiven him for, but I did not. And I didn't understand and recognize until I was going through therapy at the end of my divorce that I had never truly forgiven him for that issue. And baby, when I tell you I was holding on to that thing, it kept me in bondage. It kept me going back to, oh, well, he did this and he did that. I kept going back to that. And I was wondering why at the time, I'm like, why do I keep going back to this or trying to justify why I can't forgive or why I can't forget? So I was keep, I was allowing what he had done to me to affect me, but I didn't even know it. And I was holding on to it. And when I say that I had to lay that thing down at God's feet, I did. And so that's why I said, you cannot, you cannot say, I'm going to forgive, but I won't forget. No, you have to forgive and forget. And that's why it's important to get the healing that you need first, because healing allows you to take the necessary steps to understand what level, the level of hurt or pain that they caused you and work through that level of pain, the level of trauma so that you can be okay with forgiving and forgetting and moving on like it never happened, you know? And so I want you today, if there is something that you have not given over to God and that you have not forgiven someone for, I want you to let it go today. I want you to at least start the cycle of laying it down and saying, I'm going to forgive you for whatever it is. And God is saying, forgive, forget, let it go, because it still has you. If you're still thinking back to it, it still has you. If you're still being triggered, it still has you in some sort of way. And I'm going to talk about the triggers in just a moment here. But we have to do this in a different way. The reason why, again, why it was so hard for his wife, Lot, um, Lot's wife to leave was because, again, she looked back and she remembered it was in her heart. And so she couldn't let it go. She didn't let it go. She didn't forgive the people that had wronged her. 
But that cycle, again, it started fresh in her mind. And it's like, oh, I can't let this go. And it kept her in bondage and she became a pillar of salt. So I do not want that for you today. Again, you have to do something different. Okay. So again, God is saying, let it go. And that's why you keep meeting the same person, but they have a different name. So I want you to love differently. I want you to speak differently. I want you to forgive, forget, and let it go. And if you're having problems going through that process, talk to God and talk to a therapist, okay, Um, about that stronghold. Next, you know, in order for you to move on, for me, it was so important for me to surround myself with people who loved me and who told me that they loved me and who who filled my cup up with some some love, some goodness and reassured me that everything was going to be OK. For a long time, I was like, I am not going to make it through this divorce. I'm not going to make it through it. And I asked God, why would you have this fall on me? Why do I have to go through this? You know, um, but it's my story. It's a part of my story. And I'll even um, tell you that my village has made it easier for me to progress through life and to handle life differently and to keep a positive mindset, even when I am sent back um, to a place where I don't want to go. And so it's important that you, again, keep people in your life that fill you up. Again, give yourself the ability to have people around you that love on you, that speak life into you. Also, give yourself the ability to feel what you feel. Listen, your feelings are a part of who you are. And your feelings, what I will say is this, I know we're taught to ignore your feelings, but no, that is not a thing now. We cannot we cannot ignore our feelings because your feelings tell you that something is wrong. You know, your emotions tell you that something is wrong. If you're feeling sad about something or what somebody did, now it's in me to say, what is that? Why do I feel that way? Um, there was a situation that happened a few, uh, like a month ago, and I was like devastated. And come to find out, for me, I'm still handling. And healing through abandonment issues from my childhood. The fact that my mother passed away when I was one year old and my father left me with my grandparents. So it's not that I didn't have a mother and a father growing up. I did, but I still had issues and still have issues of abandonment that I need to heal and work out. And so Again, a situation happened about a month ago and I said, oh man, why am I feeling that? Why am I feeling that? And I had to go back and check myself and say, oh, that's that abandonment trauma that's still there in my heart and you have to heal that. And now I can put language on it. I knew what it was and I'm so happy that I do, but that's what I'm saying. Your feelings 
are basically a barometer. It helps you check what's going on with you. If you're feeling sad and somebody's done something and you start to feel sad, "Mm, why am I feeling like that? Is it because of something that happened when I was a child? Is it because I felt disrespected? Is it because I felt unloved? What is that? We need to check those emotions and feelings. So I'm telling you, okay? Um, After you get to feeling again, having people fill your cup, Um, and and where you are going, step into the new and learn the ways that will keep you progressing and growing and getting better. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away the ways of childhood behind me. What childish ways do you let get in the way of your destiny that God has for you? Is it allowing your emotions to impact your decisions every time things don't go your way? Is it you getting mad and walking away instead of dealing with conflict maturely? Some of us are grown in age, but we are still childish in the mind. Because we are still coping the way we did as a child. I'm telling you that if you don't change the way you handle your emotions and handle people, you will always get the same results. We are not perfect, but we are progressing and evolving and getting better. And the reality is that sometimes we slip and want to remember But what I want to say to you is that you have to create a plan when you slip back into going back to the past, something that no longer serves you, like Lot's wife did. You have to create a plan to not, oh man, turn back. So we have to know what our triggers are. So what are your triggers? I would ask you that you sit down and write those out today to help you manage not looking back to the past. Because I do want to say there are times when you look back to the past, when you're feeding off of what God has done for you. You're remembering what he has done and saying, you know what, God, I know you can do that again. But this time when looking back to the past, this is a time you don't want to look back. So what are the triggers that are going to take you back there that you know there are triggers that will take you back when someone says this to me or when someone tells me a lie, it takes me back to the time that my dad lied. All those times he said he would come and pick me up or come and get me when he didn't. And so how do I manage that trigger? to not send me back into all those thoughts, the feelings and the emotions. How do I manage that? And that's what we have to get a grasp on. Management of our emotions is so important during this time. And so if I could say anything to you, know that, again, we are not perfect and that there are going to be times where we look back, but we have to have a plan for managing when we look back. What are we going to do to help us 
look toward the future, bring us back toward the future for what's best for us, for what's good for us. Listen, it may be you doing a self-care activity, you know, because there's nothing wrong with having those negative emotions and, and feelings. But we have to learn to heal those emotions and feelings so that we don't go back to the same place. Again, a couple things that I do want to to point out why you should not look back. Number one, because when you look back, you will always be tempted to go back to what you are leaving or what you're familiar with. That's classic psychology. We are drawn to what we are familiar with. That's why in relationships, nine times out of 10, if a woman sees um, physical abuse when growing up or a boy sees physical abuse, they're likely to repeat it or get abused because that's what they saw. So we go to what we're familiar with. So make sure, again, please don't be tempted to go back. Right. And then two, looking back, reignites those emotions and feelings that will keep you in bondage and keep you where you are. There were so many times um, in my past relationships where I would be triggered and I would say, oh, my gosh, what is this feeling in my heart? But it was a matter of the heart that I hadn't healed. But now that I know that, but back then I didn't. And so now I can take steps to heal myself. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Don't look back um, because it'll take those feelings and it'll put you back in a cycle. Instead, get help. How do you manage those feelings and emotions so that that it can keep you from going back? Why you should look forward. I want to give you three points on why you should look forward. Number one, because you can't receive the new if you have the desire for the old. Your desire has to be for the new. Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. Number two, what's ahead of you is greater than what is behind you. Your best days are yet to come. Number three, if you want to embrace the new, you have to be willing to do some strategies that you have never tried before. I know you are scared, unsure, and fear the unknown, but God is saying step into your future boldly and confidently. And he's saying, I got you. Listen, I want you to be encouraged today. I want to leave you with a few things in managing your emotions and and not looking back. The way we get through it, what has helped me is, number one, feel it. So acknowledge what happened. Acknowledge the the feeling. Heal it and move on. If this video in any way resonated with you and helped you, Do me a favor, like, share, comment, and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. As I always say, may you always be believing so that you can always be receiving. And let you always let love be your guide in life. 
today, forever, and always. I love you guys. Bye.